I'll ask you a simple question, Kevin Barker. Is the uh, ALCS done? Yes. Thank you. All right. We'll deal with that later on. Uh, Mark Shapiro, president and CEO of the Blue Jays, had his and the Rogers Center had his media availability yesterday. And I'm just we'll we'll talk about the Red Sox and the Astros. Don't worry. And the Dodgers and the Braves. Dan O'Dowd, one of our favorites from the MLB Network, will join us uh, in the next hour. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about the ALCS and the NLCS. The Red Sox winning 12-3 last night, which was just just a horrible, horrible game. I don't know where Dusty Baker goes from here. Got Zach Greinke going on. Basically, what Dusty said is, well, we'll run him out there until his arm falls off, and if that's the second inning, well, then we're in deep doo-doo. If it's the third inning, we're in slightly less deep doo-doo. If it's the first inning, I mean, I just don't know what we're going to do. I think Zach Grinke told reporters a week ago he was good for 40 pitches. That might get him through. Third of an inning. Third of an inning. It might get him through Schwarber and Hernandez. Anyhow, we got. We have lots of time to talk about talk about that series. That that series sure smells like it's over. Uh, and as we all predicted, the Red Sox pretty much have it in control. I mentioned Mark Shapiro's media availability yesterday. It was his year-end uh, availability, a Zoom call, uh, interrupted by uh, Cleo. I I I presume is a is a is a is a labradoodle a labrador poodle mixture the dog walked right through the middle of the interview which is always good yeah when, when you're, when you're the president and ceo of a of a baseball team it your dog can do what it wants pretty much pretty much yeah but it was i mean look the, here's the thing about about mark shapiro and when mark shapiro talks um i get tired of telling people this but he says more. He says more that has meaning and gives more details than, uh, than than people give him credit for. The thing is, you have to listen, and you have to assume a certain amount when you listen to Mark Shapiro speak. And it's the same thing. I, I I think Mark Shapiro's interviews. I come away from Mark Shapiro's interviews learning. A whole bunch of things. Now, yesterday I found fascinating for a couple of reasons. First of all, you no doubt heard that there will be a, you know, there'll be a new scoreboard at the Rogers Center next year, and there will be some. Although I like the old scoreboard, but anyhow, there'll be a new scoreboard at the Rogers Center next year. There'll be some, some fixes to the concourse and things like that. Uh, but there was an interesting kind of a statement me i don't even know if i'd call it a statement and i'm not going to get inside mark's head here but lance uh, i can you play the clip about where where mark shapiro and i think i don't was it arden or ben it was one of our guys asked him about the collective or the um competitive balance tax the cbt essentially the question was look you've got a team let's leave aside marcus samian and robbie ray for a minute but you've got a team that has Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, and there's every reason for Vladdy to expect at some point he's going to be get, at some point he's going to be getting what Fernando Tatis is getting. Maybe a bit less because Tatis is a shortstop and it's a different position, but not a whole hell of a lot less. Bo is a shortstop. Bo Bichette has a 
year where he hits over 300, uh, and if you know he ever were to contend for a batting top, Bo Bichette's going to get paid a lot. You've already got to, I think we agree, keep Teoscar Hernandez. That's going to cost you money. Um, you've got George Springer locked up. And, and the Jays will talk to Jose Barrios this year about an extension. So this is something I never thought I'd hear before. So play this clip, Lance. Mark Shapiro was asked about the possibility. Could the Jays eventually have to get close to being a luxury tax or a CBT paying team? Something I never thought I'd see a Toronto Blue Jays team ever do. This was, this was Mark's answer. That's not something I've thought a lot about. Um, I, I'm not sure with how we're currently constructed. We've got the revenues to support a team that goes over the CBT. That's not to say that ownership doesn't make the strategic decision at some point to go over. Um, but I, I feel like we can be, we can continue to raise the payroll as we already have to unprecedented you know, levels and um, that our team and our fans and this city and this incredible market, which is a country, can support you know, us continuing to raise it. So, uh, but those are things that uh, we'd have to determine whether there are revenue sources outside that we, you know, have not currently tapped into or mined if we're going to, we're going to get into those areas or uh, a level of maybe, you know, proactively deficit spending that, you know, our ownership deemed to be a strategic decision. So, uh, but it's not something I'm, that we're planning for, Ben, as, we're, as we sit here and look at the payrolls moving out. All right. They're not planning for it, but the fact that they're the fact that those words were uttered and the fact that Mark Shapiro didn't say that's just never going to happen mm-hmm. to me is, and I don't know if fans need to be constantly reassured that ownership and management is, is serious about winning here. But I swear to God, I cannot remember a front office, a Jay's front office, even remotely entertaining. We're talking about a 200, I think we're talking about a 200, 210 million dollar payroll. Yeah. Well, Mark's a very smart man. Oh. He's, he's not going to shut the door on that. If that's, a, if that's the last piece and the last and piece. And he's got people talking money, about it. Yeah. If the last piece is spending money and going over that, that's, that's what they'll have to do. And that's obviously what he'll go to ownership and ask for. And, and, you know, he's a good salesman. If, if, again, if it comes down to that's the last piece, I, me, I think they got all the pieces right now to, to, to make a serious run at that, they need they need to clean some stuff up, and they need to get a little bit better in in key spots. And we all know what those are. The bullpen, obviously, you could use a couple more starters. Uh, you can need a third baseman. Th- those little things. But is that going to cost you tremendous amounts of money? Probably not. You know, you could use a, a certain a lot of, m- of money to go out and get you a, a couple of more good bullpen arms who've been there and done it before. And obviously, we know the guy that that everybody wants at third base, and that might take you some prospects and and maybe a big league. Uh, capital kind of thing. So I, you know, we've said this before and, and we'll continue to say it. The, for me, the right, the right person's running this organization and that's Mark Shapiro. You, you, you mentioned it about the, the way he talks and the information you get when he does talk. And, you know, he's just not going to say it to be saying it. And, and just so fans want to hear it. Oh, he's not going to say that he's going to say what exactly is going on. Now he'll gloss over some things like he did that there. Like he hasn't thought about it, but he's thought about it. He's a very smart man. He, he knows how to, to cross the T's and dot the I's and, this is this is the you know if you're a Blue Jays fan and and, and you're looking long term and that's all Mark and Ross talk about is you know, we don't want this to look like a one year thing we want this to be 
you know, a four or five year thing where we have our core. We've got that. We've got our, our center fielder. We've got our shortstop. We've got our first baseman. And now we're filling in the blanks in the other spots to bring in experience and bring in the final pieces that you need to continue to win and do it in the American league. East is not the easiest thing to do. So I'm with you. It's just, look, look, we, who we work for and, and what we talk about every single day has nothing to do with, with, what I my feelings are about who's running this organization. I, I think the right people are doing that. I asked Mark about the CBA negotiations, and, and uh, Mark mentioned earlier in the media availability that, look, first of all, and this was really good news, he said he he was optimistic that we'll get a CBA agreement this year just because Rob Manford, the commissioner, has been so optimistic about getting it done, which which is which is good news. I mean, I didn't expect anything else. Nobody's going to come on and say, "Well, we're looking at a stoppage or anything yeah. like that." But the fact that the fact that we haven't heard anything lately is good news because that means that work's getting done behind the scenes and everybody's shutting the hell up and and trying to trying to do some heavy lifting. Yeah, you hope so. Good. And that's yeah. I mean, I remember couple of CBAs ago sitting in the press box during was game six of the World Series and press release lands in front of us from the commissioner's office. New CBA has been agreed. We're going, hell, we didn't even know that they were really seriously talking about it at this yeah. point in time. So we, I mean, there are a lot of issues, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that so far the signs seem to be, the, the quiet seems to indicate that stuff might be getting done. But, you know, so Mark did say that in terms of, free agency in terms of trades moves that we need to make resigning Marcus Semien or trying to resign Semien and Ray getting all the stuff done. He said, I don't see anything on the horizon that would change what we need to do. In other words, if they can trade for Jose Ramirez tonight, they would do it. Yep. There's nothing in the CBA is going to make Jose Ramirez, nothing in negotiations is going to make adding Jose Ramirez a bad thing. But the question is, if we get the service time, with your younger players, how does that impact or will that have an impact on getting Vlad and Bo signed to long-term contracts? Now, keep in mind, you don't have to sign Vlad or Bo to long-term contracts. Vlad's arbitration eligible. He can go year to year and get huge raises as oh, yeah. it is. I mean, he's going to get Monster massive one. raises. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whether or not he has a long-term contract. From the Jays' point of view, what you'd like to do is get these guys signed to a long-term contract so that you give them some security initially, but you also buy out one or two years of their free agency. So you extend your window, you you effectively extend your window, your, your chances of contending. So I asked Mark about, never mind the free agents, never mind the trades. How much of an impact would CBA talks have on re-signing Vlad and Bo? Not necessarily. I think it's more a ma- question of us managing the amount of work we have to do and where the where the the different priorities of the season fit in from a timing perspective. And there's only so much bandwidth that a front office has, Jeff, that has to think about you know prepping out a free agent class, exploring trades, and extending you know uh, multi year offers to your own internal players. So there's more urgency to the things that have an expiration date. Uh, and a little less urgency, you know, the end of spring training is kind of the expiration date on, you know, you don't want to, you'd rather talks not bleed into a season. So again, I think it's more about balancing workload and looking at timeframes. And it is about anything having to do with the CBA. So effectively what 
what I took away from that was the focus is on free agents. The focus is on making trades. Vladdy and Bo, there will be talks with them, probably around spring training. I I, I don't know how far they're going to go. Maybe the talks will start before spring training and continue through spring training. But I think what you heard from Mark, and it's an approach that I like, frankly, I, I think what you heard from Mark is, we have a lot of stuff to do before we start talking about giving Vladdy and Bo five, six, seven-year contracts. Uh, there's no urgency to do that right now. I'm sure they've got to read in their players. I'm, I'm sure Vladdy and Bo, would you say, if you said to them, would you guys like to be paid? Would you like an eight-year contract that pays you like Fernando Tatis? They'd probably go, hell yeah. But I, it's, I, I can't imagine it's something that if, if – if Bo doesn't have a, a contract with the team by the by the end of next season, he's going to be pissed off, and there's going to be issues created. I, I don't I don't think that's a thing. But the bottom line is there will be. I would expect there would be some sort of talks, and that if they can't get anything done by spring training, they'll just punt and they'll say, "Look, we'll we'll look at it again. We'll look at it again next year." And and keep in mind that I think, frankly, Teoscar Hernandez getting him signed to a, to a long term deal might be a little more important and Barrios might be a little more important right now than Vladdy or Bo. So that, that to me was good news because it suggests to me that Mark, who you know was on the executive committee and has a pretty good idea. I would think of what baseball is asking for and what baseball can realistically expect in negotiations makes me think that he right now, he sees nothing on the horizon that would necessarily make signing Vladdy and Bo to long-term contracts a priority. Yeah, if you don't have to, why would you? It's that kind of thing. You're right, they're, they're still young players trying to make their way. For for me, if you if you look at Bo especially, sort of not Vladdy, offensively sort of know what Vladdy is. If he if he keeps his body type right, you, you think he's going to put up serious numbers every single year. Do you really know that with Bo? We, we talk about this all the time, me and you on this show, about – about what's the finished product with Bo look like? I mean, you know, do I'm, you think if we don't know, do you think the organization knows that? But I think we can say that if 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 Vladdy repeated this year, next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, and the year well, after they're that, gonna have year to pay that. But but I'm saying if he were to do that, we wouldn't say, "Wow, that's disappointing." I think if Bo were to repeat the year he had, we'd go. Yeah, and I'm talking three or four years down the road, we go, yeah, that's that's good. But I, I think, yeah, I know you share my my opinion in this. I just think the ceiling on Bo is, is higher. I, I just, I mean, I'm with Did Charlie buddy. Montoya. Look, I've been saying, I, I, I said last year, I said the year before, I think Bo Bichette could eventually win a batting title. And Charlie Montoya mentioned that. I, I just don't, yeah. nothing, I don't think, there is a thing, a goal this kid could set for himself that he he is not capable of achieving. Yeah, I, think, I think if Bo rolled in one day and said, guys, I want to hit three, 330 this year, I'd go, oh, you could probably do it. Now, I haven't had conversations with people around this organization, but if I'm seeing the violence of the swing and the body type, wondering how that's going to how that's gonna look, say, two years from now, so is the organization. The organization is looking at the same exact thing that we look at, that I look at every single day of going. Every day this adjust, year. 
1,000%, but he, can he do that consistently year after year? This is my point getting back to what Mark said is, if you don't have to, why would you yeah. do it now? And that that's, let's see it, you know, if he, if they do it, both of these guys do it next year, and it sort of looks exactly the same way, and they're playing 155-plus games, then the conversation's got to get a little stronger when you're having these things in the offseason, and, and then you may try and sew both of them up. But right now, they, ha- they have bigger issues. That yeah. They have, you know, issues rotational. Wise, if if Robbie Ray doesn't come back, Ryu's taking a step back. What's that going to look like? They're going to have to fill those spots. You know, Ryu coming in. If he's your fourth guy next year, that's a great thing. That is a good. That thing. is a great thing. You and do not they, want him to be your number number two or number three. Absolutely not. So that that being the fourth guy is a great thing. So that's the issue too there, and obviously the 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 infielders, and maybe you get an extra outfielder. So so your fourth guy doesn't look like what your fourth guy looked like next year. So there's there's other things to be taken care of, but. Just just hearing Mark actually have the conversation out loud, yeah. if you're a Blue Jays fan, it's a plus. Oh. That they that they want to they're thinking and want to sign and actually have the conversation about both of them. Yeah, th- that that's uh, the thing. And, and look, I mean I've it, it's the dominant it's the predominant question out there right now for Jays fans and I, and we'll ask you at 416-870-0590 star 590. One triple eight triple six zero five ninety or five ninety five ninety is our text line. I, 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 I'm I'm presuming you heard a little bit of what Mark said. You've probably caught it in some of the, uh, you know, you've probably caught some of the clips. Hopefully, you've read it on Sportsnet.ca. There's a uh, pretty, pretty good. Well, not pretty good. There's the best breakdown you're going to find in the city uh, on what Mark said from 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 Shy, and um, I, I, I'm I'm interested in. Just asking you, the season's been over for a bit now. The Jays' season's been over for a bit. Do you have a better read on Ray and Simeon? Do you think the Jays sign sign one of them? Do you think they sign two of them? Do you think they sign neither of them? Uh, All I can tell you, and and again, I'm interested in your take on this, but all I can tell you is Mark Shapiro yesterday uh, made it pretty clear that the Jays want both. And this this is why I didn't bother playing the clip. The Jays want both of them back. The Jays will talk to both of them about coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't get the sense, and, and and I didn't expect this from Mark. I didn't come away feeling any more confident they're going to sign either of them or any less confident they're going to sign either of them. See? This is nothing, and, and this is nothing to do with what Mark said. I don't, I don't think they signed both of these guys. I, I, I just don't. First of all, I don't think, I, I'm not entirely certain that there won't be a much better offer out there for for Semi and Array. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I I think the Jays, and I think they're right to do this, are more focused on getting Jose Barrios locked up than they are re-signing Robbie Ray. Now they have to Robbie Ray's the issue in front of them right now because he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Barrios is here next year. But I think if you're looking long term, I would be willing to bet if you said to the Jays, here's a chunk of money. You got a choice. You can give that money to Robbie Ray or that money to Jose Barrios. I bet they're going, I'll give it to Jose Barrios. How about you split it and have give it to both? I'll ask you a bigger, I'll ask you a bigger question. Do they need both to make a serious run? I'm not going to go World Series, even playoffs in American League East next year. That, that's the question you got to well, ask yourself. I'm going to throw it back to you. They need, they need Jose Barrios plus another starting pitcher to do it. Yes. Does... Robbie, does it have to be Robbie Ray? It would be great. 
Is there better options than Robbie Ray? That, that's the other thing, too, you got to mm-hmm. ask yourself. Well, out there. Is Rodon enough to come in? He's a nah. free agent coming in. You paid less. He's a hard thrower. Ellen is surprised in the American League East, but could he be your number three instead of Ryu? That's the question you got to ask yourself. And if you're the organization yeah. and you hear Mark talk to, you know, about this organization and about Ross saying you don't have to sign those either one of those guys, but you got to make your team better. How do you make your team better if you're not signing either one of those? That's that's the big question. You've got to do this too and, in the American and, League East. That's that's the little X factor here. And and I will say this here, listening to him talk yesterday, I was on the fence on which one or if they could sign sure. yeah. both of them. Uh, the way he talks about Marcus Simeon, I, I don't think he thinks that they can do that. I, I think the West Coast thing, I think his family, I think his three kids, sounds to me like they are, you know, uh, they really want to be on the West Coast. They want to be a part of that. And just listening to him talk. Now, look, he didn't say it out loud. Which I, he, he's I'm, very, a, I'm with you on this. He's very yeah. good at not saying things he's not supposed to say. But if you're really reading between that, it just sure sounded like they were going to make a more serious run at Robbie Ray than they were Marcus Simeon just because they don't think they can I, with Marcus Simeon, that West Coast thing. I, I think also that they will get – I think it will be easier to find out about Robbie Ray quicker. There are a lot of free agents on the market. There are a lot of free agent shortstops on the market. And and Marcus Semyon is a free agent shortstop. He played second base here, but let's call him a free agent shortstop. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of guys on the market. I can see that market maybe being a little slower. Robbie Ray could very well be the best pitcher on the market. So I, I can see that maybe the Jays, you have to move quicker in Robbie Ray than you do in Marcus Semyon. Yeah. And if you're the Jays, I, I don't know if I want to – I don't know if I want to, I don't want to wait. Here's the thing. I don't want to wait around for either of them. And I mean that with all due respect to both Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon. I do. I got a lot of stuff to do this off season. Mark made the point yesterday that he, he looks for 93 or 94 wins next year. And then you can get into the whole wins above replacement thing. How do you put a team that's good enough to win together? That's good enough to win, to win two, two more games. So, if you are the Jays, you can't wait around until the end of February to figure out what uh, the hell you're going to do. Absolutely you can't not. wait for Robbie Ray or Marcus Semyon to make a decision. And I think if you go to Robbie Ray, yeah, you, know, you, you know you're going to have to give Robbie yeah. Ray one more year than other teams are going to give him. So you, you try to get a read on, on that particular situation, but you got to pivot right away. Yeah, well, you got to pivot we, right we away. We are having Mark on on Thursday, too, and I'm I, – I, be interested to get his thoughts about giving a 30-plus-year-old player. They just gave George Springer a five-year deal with $150 million, 30-plus years old, right? Yep. Yeah, giving another player a four- or five-year deal, which was – that's the ballpark of Marcus Simeon. Are they willing to do that? Does that even matter? Does does the age thing matter here? Because if you look at Marcus Simeon, he played every single day. He can play second. He can hit middle of the order. He's an impact bat. What he brings in the clubhouse is is – does, does age matter as much with him, or does it does it not matter anymore? Yeah. Uh, of course, there was also talk, and and this this all fits together uh, in terms of the Jays' long term plans. There was also discussion about the Rogers Center and the future of the Rogers Center, and it seems a long time ago. But uh, my former colleague at the Globe and Mail, Andrew Willis, wrote an article. Uh, Gosh, I don't even know how long ago it was. But 
detailing the plans for the Rogers Center and the area around the Rogers Center. And, and essentially, you came away with the idea that there will either be a pretty substantial, well, there will either be a new stadium on the site of the Rogers Center as part of a, <clears throat> as part of a, a real estate development, or there will be a, a ballpark in another part of the city. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. The ballpark's old. It's one of the oldest ballparks in baseball. It needs a lot of work. It, you know, it's, it takes a lot of money to maintain this. And at some point, you've got to look at this and say, okay, do we really, if we're going to have to spend $700 million to keep this thing, at some point, do we not look at building a new stadium? So Mark Shapiro was asked about the long-term issues for the Blue Jays on the horizon. Lance, can you play the clip? Yeah, no, I think, listen, we continue to know that the stadium that we're, I'm sitting in right now is, is a long-term issue that's been put on hold, you know, due to the pandemic. But we continue to invest short-term in the stadium. So we will have a new scoreboard next year. That's news. We have not announced that prior. There'll be a brand new scoreboard. Um, you know, last year we did the sound system and the turf as well as numerous other smaller things. Um, but the big one next year will be the scoreboard along with continuing to look at ways to improve the concourse experience and, and look for any opportunity we can to increase fan experience. But at some point, Arden, we've got a bigger issue that we've got to address, which, you know, at this point we've taken care of Dunedin. We've got a, a new hitting lab on board in Dunedin that you'll, has, will not have been in place until this season coming up. It's being built right now. That's the final piece of, you know, our Dunedin project until we think about what the next thing we can do down there is, which won't take long. Um, but the biggest kind of capital project that's left for the Blue Jays to consider is, you know, how do we either address, you know, Rogers Center through a significant renovation or a new stadium at some point? That's not immediate, but it's it's one when you think about the long-term horizon of the Blue Jays. We're going to need to address that at some point. So there you go. That is Mark Shapiro talking about the, yeah. the, the Rogers Center. Look, I, I mean, I think it. I think at some point we're going to have to have the discussion in Toronto about building a new ballpark. We just are, mm-hmm. and and uh, I know that a, coming out of a pandemic is not necessarily the. It's, it's certainly not in the forefront of a lot of people's minds, but there will be a hunger for big construction projects and big projects in this city, and at some point, at some point. We're going to have to have a serious discussion about a new stadium. And, and this, is, this is where it all kind of, it, it kind of ties in because one of the things Mark talked about was trying to identify outside revenue streams or different revenue streams beyond what we, the Jays currently have, which is, you know, television, ballpark, ticket sales, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it seems to me that one of the ways you could bring in new revenue is by building a new ballpark with, and you know, we've seen other, other cities do it and we all know the economics of it. You build a new ballpark and you parcel out different areas of the ballpark and you sell it to corporate sponsors and you create areas for fans to go bars, restaurants, flight decks, all, all that, that sort of stuff and, and use that as a means of generating, of generating revenue. But it all kind of nicely dovetails together here, Kevin, in that leaving aside the politics of building a new ballpark, look at where the Jays are right now. They've got a good team. 
team that came close to making the playoffs this year. They've got really good young players that people love. You've got Vladdy and Bo to, to build this thing around. I think this is about building a kind of momentum. So you get to the point where you have the Jays contending every year, the Jays maybe going to a World Series, and then you have the discussion about the ballpark. So you, you, you try to create the most positive environment you can around that discussion. And, and then there's all sorts of issues, obviously. How, how much of it is publicly funded? Is any of it publicly funded? I don't want to get into that because I, I don't know the ins and outs about what mm-hmm. the, the long-term plan is for how we get the Rogers Center built. But we're going to need a new ballpark. It's that simple. This place, as it currently exists, won't be here in six years. I, I don't think it'll look a lot different or it'll be someplace else. So all this is happening. These are all sort of the, the things that are going on in the background in, 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 addition, in addition to the other stuff. So this is a, you know, the, the next three years here are really crucial for this, for this franchise and yeah. for, for this group of players I, I, in a lot of ways. I, I was always under the impression that that's why you brought Mark Shapiro in here was to not only build it from the ground up, meaning your organization, your minor league level, you know, you have turnover there consistently that you can bring those guys to the big league level and not miss a beat. And then also that new stadium. That, that that's the whole point in having Mark here for me was, you know, that he, now he, that has he been, takes care of that the first But that has been around. taken out of his hands. It, and it, that is now it has, but you sort of overseeing that if you're Mark Shapiro kind of thing. And and the two for me go hand in hand is you 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 get the 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 product on the field taken care of first, and then you take care of everything around the product on the field. That's that was for me the whole point in bringing them here. And you, you know how how long would that take? Is that a is that a three year deal? Is that a four year deal to just blow something up if you're going to build it where it's at now, or you blow it up, you build it somewhere else? If you build it somewhere else, that for me, I, I would just probably take less time, right? Well, I mean, there are, there are so. areas you can build it in down on the waterfront. Yeah. Uh, again, it's all part of a real it, – it's it would all be part of a real estate play. Uh, anyhow, but I, it, it's that, – that's something that we'll deal with – we'll have to deal with down the road. For now, for the next two years, the immediate focus is obviously on uh, trying to find – well, next year the focus is trying to become – trying to go from a 91-win team to a 94, 95, 93-win team. Trying to do that somehow. Now, a healthy George Springer all year might be worth another couple of wins. Mark did say and did talk about the bullpen. And and I'll give Mark credit for this because, and I think this needs to be repeated when it comes to Ross Atkins. The Jays did not do a good job at the start of the year with their bullpen. He said it too. And and Ross has said it too. Yeah. They did not... They did a really good job fixing it in the fly. They did a really good job fixing yeah. it in the fly, and they've left themselves in better shape this year going into next year than they were last year. Having said that, it, the, the, the bullpen cost them a playoff spot. You, you just can't. thousand percent. It did. The, the bullpen cost them a playoff spot. There was a, a four-week four run this year where they lost the playoff spot because of the bullpen. They know that. They're willing uh, to address it. So that that's our breakdown of what Mark Shapiro said yesterday. Again, he will join us Thursday. We want to direct the discussion today towards Marcus Semyon and Robbie Ray and towards what this team needs to do. 
So the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590, As always, is the text line. Please include your name and location. The question today, and we will deal with the ALCS and the NLCS. Dan O'Dowd and, and Mike Stanton will join us in, in the next hour. The question for today, Robbie Ray, Marcus Semyon. You've heard Ross talk. You've heard Mark talk. You've read stories on it. You've seen other people break it down for you. You've heard us break it down for you. Marcus Semyon and Robbie Ray. Do the Jays sign one of them? Do they sign both of them? Or do they sign neither of them? Your gut, your calls. You're listening to Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Mike Stanton is a Houston Astros pre- and post-game TV analyst, former MLB reliever, and three-time World Series champion. He'll join us at 11 o'clock. We'll t- talk, about the, talk about the ALCS. I was laughing because I just saw the, the clip on uh, MLB Network of Eduardo Rodriguez pointing to his, pointing to his wrist. Do you mind that? Mimicking the... Hell no. Hey, if I came on, this is the thing I've said. I come on and say, bat flips are great. I love it. What Carlos Correa did, Correa did pointing, it's my time, pointing mm-hmm. to his wrist. I loved it. If you're going to do it, though, don't be surprised if you're scuffling and another guy in the, on, the, on the mound or another guy in the diamond walks off and doing the same thing. I didn't mind it at all. Now, Alex Cord, Alex Cord didn't. I love the way he, 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 he grabs. First of all, he calls him out as he's walking off the field. Then he, you can see him put his, hand, his arms around Eduardo Rodriguez, give him a big hug, hug and basically say, we don't, we don't do that around here. But no, I had no problem with it. If you're going to flip your bat, I've, I've talked about this. I'm all for hitters doing whatever they want. You, you can do a strip tease and, and moonwalk around yeah, yeah. the diamond if you want when you hit a home run. I'm cool with that, provided that you don't mind being showing up yeah, yourself. I, I, I think Cora knows that his team's living in a tree, and he doesn't want that tree to be cut down. <laughs> And, and he, he right. doesn't want it. I, that's, I exactly, think right. that's exactly what it is. I think is. you're right. Exactly. You don't want to mess around with that. And and I'm sure he doesn't. Alex Cora probably doesn't care about that beyond he didn't like. Beyond he didn't like the fact. He didn't like the fact it was done, but deep down Alex Cora is okay with it. Oh, well, he said that after yeah, the game okay that, that that he does that he didn't mind about that. I just I just think he he knows where his team's at, yeah. how it looks, and where they could go because of it. I have I have again. If you're gonna you're gonna pimp your home runs, I have no problem with dudes pimping strikeouts. No, it's, more, it's more fun beating a tar out of somebody twelve to three at home and doing it back to back to back days. Mm. That's more fun. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. It'll be Zach Granke against Nick Pavetta. Ooh. Ooh. In uh, game four matchup tonight, and uh, we'll we'll talk to Mike Stanton and Dan O'Dowd of the MLB Network about that. But as I mentioned, we are talking about the Blue Jays out of the gate. Mark Shapiro did his media postseason media availability yesterday. He will join us on Thursday as well, and we're taking your calls today at four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety five ninety five ninety is the text line as well. And, uh, well, we're just asking after what you heard from Mark, after what you've read, people breaking down his, his comments for you. 
What's your confidence level in the Jays signing one of either Robbie Ray or Marcus Semyon, both of them, or neither of them? Glenn and Barry, you're on Blair and Barker. Good morning. Um, just got a couple questions. First, was, is Simba a free agent or nope. is he still signed? He's still signed. He's under contract. Okay. Um, so my, my question is, if they do sign Ray, and would, would you consider uh, maybe also go, um, going for another one like maybe Scherzer? Okay, thanks, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, Glenn, Glenn that's a good call. Scherzer's not coming here. He, he'll, he'll either stay with the Dodgers, he'll go to San Diego, he'll, he'll go to a West Coast team. I just don't think he's coming here. That You know, coming to the American League East for 37, 38-year-old and you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm not sure that's exactly where he would want to go, and it seems like he's a huge fan of, of the Dodgers. I, I, I will say with, with Ryu, for me, I don't want to say he's on the, on the back nine, but I say I'll say this. I, 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 I think really, he's washing his ball I, I before think, taking a shot at the back nine. I think he's walking nine. up the hill on the 18th hole. I yeah, will say okay. that. that I, there you I, go. I that's think even that's, better. I think that's about where he's at. That would tell you that you know you you try and you, you try and get Stephen Matz back here. I really do like that. I think his mm-hmm. velocity. I think being with Petey another year. I think the confidence level is going to go up with what he's established mechanically, mentally. That made the mentally part of it may be more important than, than the mechanics part of it. So I think he'll look better next year. Uh, I, you know, just hearing Mark talk sounded to me like it'd be tougher to sign Simeon because of the West Coast thing. I think they have to, for me, anyway, this is just me uh, reading between the lines. I think that the Robbie Ray thing with where we use that, uh, with Jose Barrios being here, with Alec Manoa being who Alec Manoa can be, you got your one-two guy. Who's your three guy? That, for me, is the situation of he's not really here and Robbie Ray for me, I think they have to make a serious run at now. What what the number is, how much they'd want to spend on that. I'm with you, Jeff. I think that has to be done quickly. Like there can't be any messing around. Here's our number. You can't go in for me and negotiate a couple of weeks here trying to get Robbie Ray. You have to go in with a very strong number. You know, they 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 can read the market and know what that number would be. I have no idea what it would be, but I'm I'm assuming it would start with a one. So you, so you start there, and if it takes another year to get him here, I'm assuming they'd probably make a halfway decent run at that, if not a great run at that, because of where we use that, uh, where the rotation, the 93, 94, 95 win next year is almost, for me, impossible. It will almost be impossible with no Marcus Simeon and no Robbie Ray. I don't know how you feel. I, that's a that's a tall order. Well, with, I, with, with, with no the, Marcus Simeon. Say, say the Red Sox win the World Series. doesn't matter. Say the Yankees, the Yankees just sign their manager back. That they're going to make a serious run at that. Yeah, I'm just saying, that. not having those two guys back, be, it'd be tough nah. to add. You got Mar- five yeah. more wins. Well, you you're basically you're talking adding. about 94, 95, 96 wins. That's that's five. Ninety three or, or ninety four is what he was talking. Well, this two or yeah, whatever two, three, four, five. But, uh, having George number. having George Springer all year that'll be huge. Is yeah, I I think it's doable without bringing them both back. Uh, it gets hard without bringing, you know, w- without bringing Robbie Ray back. But yeah, I think it's doable. This there could be. A, here's the thing: if if you don't bring Robbie Ray back, how are you going to make your pitching better? Hmm, that's going to be hard. If you don't bring Marcus Semyon back, how do you repair the damage to your offense? Well, you have a healthy George Springer. You hope you have another year out of Bo. And you add Jose Ramirez. I think you have made up your wins right there, frankly. Mm. So I, the the takeaway from what Mark said yesterday is 
think you've you've it's become very clear that the Jays have prioritized things. Like they're they're sitting there and saying, okay, this is our first priority, this is our second priority, this is our third priority, this is our fourth priority. Mm-hmm. And as Mark said, there are some things that are time sensitive. I just think you have to find out about Robbie Ray right away because that the one that to me is the not to take anything away from Marcus Semyon. No. And not to take anything away from the fact that he's a good guy and all that. I can find another good guy. I, seriously, I can find another good You're guy. You're basing it off he's a really good player. Yeah, I, I can find yes. another, but I can find another guy who takes extra ground balls and all that. And again, I'm not taking anything away from him, but I'm saying, you know, it's I, I, the, the whole leadership and clubhouse culture thing. I'm more interested in if you lose Marcus Semyon, can you replace what you are losing. And I think it's easier to, to do that with a position player than it is with a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie and Ford Erie. Hey guys, what's up? How hey, are Eddie. you, man? Doing well, you? Uh, we're all good. Um, I have a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I'm kind of uh, 50-50 with the Blue Jays uh, bringing back Ray. Uh, 50% I would like like them to bring him back. The other part I don't. The reason I say that I, I would is because, you know, he, he makes them better and that sort of thing. He can be, you know, your opening day starter next year. But there's a part of me that wonders if the ALEs hasn't figured him out because I when I saw the uh, the Rays kind of laid off his slider a lot and the Yankees laid off his slider, it, it kind of took away from his arsenal a little bit. So the only way that I see the Blue Jays bringing him back is if he can develop a third pitch because if he sticks with two pitches – He's going to have a tough time trying to strike out the guy, strike out the batters because they, they have him all figured out. I'm just going to jump. Other- I'm just going to jump in for a minute. I don't think he needs to develop a third pitch because he's he, got he four pitches. One. He has, one he has to figure. I, I, he has to be, be more comfortable using it. I think is what you're saying. It. He's got. He's he's got that third pitch. He's throwing oh, it in okay, the past. Yeah, yeah. But I think what you're saying is you. He needs to use it more. There you go. And I'm with you on that. And I think Barker is too. And I yep. bet Pete Walker is as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Now the other thing about Ray is. I wonder if he'll get like if he'll do like what DJ LeMahieu did last year, meaning like if he gets an offer from let's say the White Sox, if he'll bring it back to to the Blue Jays and say, hey, can you match that offer? Because I heard you guys say might have to go an extra year. I mean, they might he might you know do that as well, mm-hmm. and you know say, hey, this is the offer they gave me. Can you match it? Now the other thing I wanted to say was about payroll. I really wonder that that really got me thinking because you. You look around the American League, like for example, uh, the reemergence of some teams that are like we, we thought we're not going to play good this year, like the Red Sox, and mm-hmm. how much money they're going to have coming off, like that they could have come off the books, whether it's a trade or just uh, have them walk. And you look at the uh, the Tigers and the amount of money they're going to spend, and all these other teams, because not only you have to worry about the teams in your division, you got to worry about the teams outside your division in yep. the American League because. They could be in a wild card spot, and they could do a whole lot of things like that. So, I think they may have to. And if they do good, if you, if if not, then then that's okay. You know what? Because they're trying. That's all that matters. But at the end of the day, results matter. Yeah, Eddie. Thanks for the call. Listen, you made a great point. Boston Red Sox, their best player in the postseason is going to make seven million dollars next year. Kike Hernandez. They have a bunch of young arms that aren't going to cost them a lot of money. I mean, they're going to, they, they might win the World Series with Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Houck. Chris Sale stinks. Imagine but, that. No, but, but my point is, they're, the, the Red Sox have done a really nice job finding value in cheaper players. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, their farm system is really good. 
So Eddie's right. The Red Sox are going to have money to spend in the next two or three years. And that's something without having to worry about the, the CBT. The Yankees, they've got to, I, I think the Yankees have to, the Yankees have to move off somebody. They have to move off Torres. They have to move off Sanchez. I just, I don't know about Joey Gallo. I think the Yankees have a, there's a lot more heavy lifting to do with the Yankees than yeah. there is with the Red Sox. I think that Yankees lineup needs a major overhaul. They're just far too easy to pitch to. And yeah, they got some sexy names and they've got some sluggers. But if they bring that same lineup back, if I'm, if I'm teams in the American League East, I'm kind of shrugging and going, okay, well, it's the same guys that couldn't get it done the last time. Detroit, Eddie pointed out, Detroit, going to be serious. Houston is going to have money to spend if they don't get Carlos, if they don't bring Carlos Correa back. It's also a state with no taxes. Texas, same thing. They got money to spend. At some point, the Los Angeles Angels, somebody has to throw a throw a stick of dynamite under our, our Artie Marino and say, you've got the best player of his generation and maybe the second best player of his gener of, of, of his generation in your team. You may want to try to win one of these years. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Eddie's right. There's a lot going on. And that doesn't include teams like, you know, Minnesota is going to be better. Yeah. Well, Chicago that, is going well, to be better. Fair Oakland's the, always Oakland. Fair to your point that the Blue Jays, for me, have to be in a hurry with Robbie Ray. Here's the number. The, the negotiation has to be a couple of days and not a week at a time here because all these other teams are going to be trying to do the exact same thing the, the Blue Jays are doing. You got you to be in a little bit of a hurry here to you're in or you're out. Here's the number we, we feel comfortable with. Take it or leave it. If you don't want it. We're going to have to move on and try and figure out what we're going to do. Stephen Hamilton, what's up, Steve-O? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, good, hey, good. Uh, listen, um, about your question first, uh, I think there's more value in Simeon to sign him because of his work ethics and his professionalism that every person who's ever met him said when he shows up at the ballpark, he's amazing. He's got that Tom Brady thing going, so his age factor is, less, is mitigated. Now, um, with the whole team... I think it's time to pull the trigger. I, I met Mark Shapiro three years ago with Randall Gritchick. It was weird at the ballpark. I, uh, I showed up early, and uh, just behind, uh, right, right behind the, the bullpen there, they were at the elevator, and I, I talked to Mark. I, I told him, I said, I really liked what he did with the farm system and having all these great prospects, and when they mature, a sprinkling of free agents puts us right there, and we're kind of there now. And I, I just see this team with Simeon, Ramirez, um, Barrios. We have them next year. We pull the trigger. What if Moreno got came up early and could hit? Hmm. Like, uh, and the cur- current configuration of fielders with Randall as my fourth guy because of his defensive ability, what we're kind of missing is uh, a true DH. And the money you save by not paying the potential Cy Young winner a big long-term contract we and a little bit of, of of selling off some of our prospects we stack our bullpen and and uh we got it it's yeah. it's all there it's a huge machine and as for for numbers a health a healthy um springer would have put us at 95 this year anyways yeah with i'm i'm with you on that i'm i'm with you on that i th- thanks for the call I, i'm absolutely with you on that the only thing I will say is I, I do not want this organization to trade prospects for relievers. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I, I, I just don't. Don't, relievers don't go movie. there. You don't, you don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And I think the bullpen, frankly, if they bring this bullpen back at the start of the year, it's better than the bullpen they had last year. I, I do want another arm with swing and miss stuff in the back end of the bullpen. I think you can find it. I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to to move uh, to move any, any anybody out. It, it, in terms of prospects and free agents, uh, you're right about Gabriel Moreno. I find him intriguing. I just I don't know what his ETA is, and that's only because I I really haven't asked anybody in the organization. Give me give me a couple of timelines for this guy. I will say this, and I think Dan Schulman talked about this. The Jays right now, my sense is they're very comfortable with Danny Jansen as their number one catcher going into next year. Yeah, I uh, that that to me that that equation has been that that's been solved. In the off season, I, I think they've got to look at at some point they've got to really sit down and look at Alejandro Kirk. And if you can, if you can, if you're convinced he's going to be your everyday catcher at some point, you have to be convinced he's going to be better than Gabriel Marino. There's nobody in the organization I've talked to who said that is willing to say that on or off the record. Mm-hmm. So if he's not going to be better than Gabriel Marino, I'm asking myself, what is Alejandro Kirk? Is he a full-time DH? Mm. I think Alejandro Kirk is a guy that you look at moving in the offseason. You look at a team like the the Miami Marlins, got some young pitching. They want to add younger position players. There is a mesh, I think, between the Jays and the Miami Marlins when it comes to their young pitchers. Now, that mesh has existed for about three years, and <laughs> nothing's really materialized other than, you know, the deal, the deal for Adam, for Adam Simber. But um, beyond that, it would be great to have Semyon and Ramirez in the same lineup, but I'm I'm kind of with Kevin on on Semyon. This is a guy that wanted. We talked about how much he wanted last year. He wanted 100 to 125 million last year, as he should. He didn't get it. He settled for 18 million. I would presume, based on the year he had, he's not interested in taking a discount, even though the market is, you know, flooded for shortstops. And I'm also going to throw this out there, something somebody mentioned to me yesterday. If Carlos Correa leaves Houston, Marcus Semyon is a perfect fit for the Houston Astros. Yeah. Perfect fit. Yeah. Cheaper. Cheaper, and he's the type of hitter that fits into that Astros pull, lineup. Pull, pull hitter in that short porch and left. He's there the type of hitter that fits into that lineup. So this is the other thing to keep in mind is – the teams that lose those free agent shortstops are going to want a free agent shortstop. And the nice thing about Marcus Semyon is if you're a team that loses Carlos Correa, and let's say you've got a youngest shortstop in your organization, you can bring in Marcus Semyon for five years and you can, you know that he'll move to second base if you ask him to. So I, I, I just think the market, the market for Marcus Semyon is so wide right now. And it's only going to get bigger. I got to be honest with you. If I'm if I'm the Blue Jays organization, there's no chance I give Marcus Simeon five years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no shot. 